Wednesday, 21st August, Springfield, Virginia, 8.18 a.m. The convoy was caught in the tail end of the morning traffic crush pouring out of the suburbs and cascading into Washington, D.C. The three four-door Chevys with tinted windows were sandwiched in a long string of cars rolling east along Keene Mill Road, another mile and a half along the two-lane road that bisected Springfield, Virginia, and they'd reached the beltway girdling the nation's capital. The morning sun was low on the horizon, its slanting rays a harbinger of the broiling heat to come later in the day. Penetrating the dark windshield of the second car, the bright sun caused the occupant of the right front seat to squint as he scanned the road ahead. Although the sun hurt his eyes, Jenkins resisted the temptation to put his sunglasses on, knowing that the combination of dark glasses and a tinted windshield would effectively blind him to the shaded areas along the sides of the road, which he was methodically scanning. Conscious of his responsibilities as the agent in charge of the convoy, Jenkins twisted in the seat and glanced over his shoulder. Car three was lagging behind. Before another car could slip into the gap, he picked up the radio microphone and keyed it. Three, close it up. Roger, two. Jenkins shook his head in slight irritation as he put down the mic. There was never enough time to train his men correctly. He glanced over his left shoulder again to ensure that the third car had closed the gap sufficiently. Satisfied, he continued his forward surveillance of the right side of the busy two-lane road. Jenkins checked to make sure that his own driver was maintaining the proper interval behind the lead security car. He wished he could roll down his window. Smoke from the cigar in the back seat was overpowering the air conditioning. The cigar smoke from their charge was just one of several things Jenkins didn't like about this assignment. He envisioned himself as a man of action— and bodyguard details bored him. In his opinion, they were usually a waste of personnel. Six U.S. Marshals to guard one person wasn't what Jenkins considered an efficient use of manpower. He returned his attention to the route. They were driving along a section of road bordered on both sides by expensive houses. Fifty meters ahead of the lead car, a group of about twenty high school students waited for their bus along the right side of the road— Jenkins briefly considered them as a source of danger, then rejected the possibility. He shifted his gaze twenty-five feet farther down the sidewalk and raked his eyes over two men walking toward the students, two men carrying gym bags and wearing dark glasses, two Latino men. The last note started a little alarm pinging in Jenkins' mind as the first car began to pass the school bus stop. Jenkins was already grabbing for the mic as he watched the two men stop and pull submachine guns out of their bags. He keyed the mic as they began firing at the youngsters. Seeing the young bodies getting bowled over by the fusillade, Jenkins was stunned for a split second. The lead car was already turning toward the firing. Jenkins' training was screaming for him to order his driver to accelerate away. His reaction as a human being conflicted with that. Already the sidewalk was littered with young bodies. Fleeing children were crossing the street in front of the convoy. Jenkins whipped his gaze back to the right. The lead car had stopped. Its doors were swinging open. No! Keep going! Jenkins screamed futilely into the radio. 
The two marshals from the front car leapt out, one from each door, their Uzis at the ready. Jenkins was shocked as a machine gun, hidden in a culvert on the left side of the street, opened fire. The two exposed marshals wilted under the fire. An explosion from behind caught Jenkins' attention. The trail security car was a ball of flame. Go! Go! Jenkins yelled at his driver, Parker. Parker needed little prompting as he spun the wheel and attempted to get around the stopped lead car, but to do so, Parker would have to run over the bodies of some of the students who had been gunned down in the street. He couldn't bring himself to run over the youngsters, some of whom were still alive and crawling away from their attackers. Jenkins grabbed Parker's shoulder. Go! You've got to go!